what's important is that they've got the support. And yes, things are changing and portfolio numbers might be going up and might be going down. But if they're going up, it's because you're getting more support or more administration support. If they're going down, it's because we're moving some of the admin back to the property manager. So it's just making sure that they've got a direct line to management or they've got a direct line to someone that is there to help. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. We're proud to present Courageous Conversations, a podcast series focusing on the tough decisions people have made to put themselves on a pathway to success. This episode is brought to you by Connect Now, who makes the business of moving easier for both you and your clients. For more information, visit connectnow.com.au. Please welcome your host, Leanne Pilkington. Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest edition of Courageous Conversations and with me I have Renee Reynolds. How are you, Renee? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. So you have got three offices down in Victoria. You weren't actually in real estate for very long before you started your own business, right? That's right. So I think I was in property management for around three, three, four years and I grew up in a family where both parents were self-employed and were very business driven. So I guess that's where I got it from. And then after three to four years, I saw a a need for, I guess, an expert property management agency. And that's when I decided to take the jump or leap. And so your business doesn't do any sales? It does now. With the new legislation that came into play, I saw more and more of our owners looking at selling. So when we first opened 15 years ago, Saturday, just gone. Oh, congratulations. Yes, thank you. We were purely 100% property management. So over the journey of those 15 years, we've had to change that. And now we're, I guess, well, we are, we're the experts in property management as we do have an in-house sales consultant. Okay. I'll circle back to that in a second. So what was your vision? Why did you think there was a need? Because obviously there's lots of real estate agents around. Why did you think there was a need for someone to do things differently in property management? When I got into property management, I loved the client interaction and I loved creating relationships. And so what I found was My clients or my landlords at the time were really happy with my service. And then when they would want a sales appraisal, I would say to them, yes, happy to get one of the sales agents to give you a call. And then a week would go by and my client would call up and say, did you forget to speak to the sales agent? And I'd be like, no, I spoke to them last week about it. And it didn't happen just one time. It happened quite often. And so I found that The places I was working, they weren't providing the same customer service that I was providing to my landlords or clients. And I guess that's where the idea initially came from, that if I'm working for a company, I want everyone in that company to have the same customer service values. And so just over time when I'd refer people to my clients, weren't getting the same value that I was giving. So that's, I guess, where the idea started. 
And I had a lot of people when I started to talk to them about just starting a property management only agency, a lot of people said, I oh, don't do that. There's no money in property management. It's all about sales. You really shouldn't be doing that. And so I had a lot of negativity around me. But I, I love it when people tell me I shouldn't do something. That's the quickest way to make me go and do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that was the drive for me just to say, well, no, I know I provide a good service. I'm a specialist and I started very quickly and grew very quickly because I loved property management and haven't looked back 15 years later from opening the doors with zero properties. We're now over 1,300. So it's definitely gone extremely well. And that's just for our Geelong office. We do have two other regional offices and they've got their own portfolios as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've grown a lot. Have you bought any of those or it's just been all? Just pre-COVID. So I was always against purchasing rent rolls. Yeah. However, I found myself overstaffed just before 2020 and we had a staff, a valued staff member go on maternity leave and she came back on a full-time capacity, whereas I didn't want to have to, I guess, terminate a property manager. So there was a portfolio that came up and purchased that. And since then- What a good boss. Pardon? What a good boss you are, (laughs) purchasing a portfolio to keep your team together. That's amazing. And then we've just purchased another portfolio. I had a staff member go on four months annual leave, which was a fantastic trip for her and her family around Australia. And then we hired another property manager to service that portfolio while she was away. And then uh, another portfolio, small portfolio came up. So we've purchased that so that we've been able to manage, I guess, our staffing levels. Yeah, right. So yeah, lots of questions that have just come to me out of all of that. Firstly, how do you make sure that your team have the same customer service value that you do and that everybody, because as the business gets bigger, it's harder and harder for you to oversee everything, right? Yes. And that's been probably the main challenge. When we started with zero properties, I did almost everything from drawing up the paperwork to appraising it, to managing it, to leasing it. And as we've grown dramatically, we've had to departmentalize and continue to change our systems and our processes. And I think that the main focus is that your leaders and management should always have the same customer service level as yourself. And that, I guess, trickles down to all of the staff. And look, coming into property management, there's people that have picked up traits that we probably don't like over the years, but it's about making sure that we as a company continue with our training. Even for a property manager that might have 10 years experience, we may do things differently. And we, we do, we do things differently to other agencies. So there's a big training process, I guess, induction. Oh, okay. Tell me a little bit about your induction. So induction ideally would go for a week. Now, not a full week with just induction, but going through every I guess we have a still a small business mentality where everyone that works here needs to know, and it might sound trivial and silly, but needs to know how to answer the phone. If we've got someone in reception and the receptionist is dealing with someone that's walked in the front door and yeah. a property manager walks out and can hear the phone ringing, well, we pick it up. Even down to, I guess, the leasing, a property manager may not be doing the leasing side, but they still need to know how the software works. 
so that if someone's yeah. away and you've got a property that's on the market, you can jump in and still oversee the inquiries. So our induction process is whoever's starting, if it's property management, if it's assisting, if it's leasing, they actually get a taste of each department. And so they can actually see where how the first inquiry comes in and how it actually finishes at the end. And that might be the end product of leasing the property and then vacating. It's really important to see how your piece fits into the whole overall transaction. That's right. That's right. And I guess that making sure that everyone knows how the process is and the systems follow, we have less complaints. We have less things that are missed. We're very structured so that if someone is away, then we can make sure that that tick box doesn't get missed and that everything gets done how it should be from start to finish. Now, you mentioned that you had a team member go on four months leave. Yes. I don't know too many business owners that would happily let a team member go away for that long. Why did you agree to that? Do you have some kind of consistency around anybody can take that time? Yes, yeah. Off, so the staff member has been with us for a long time and she's very much a valued member of our team. She also gave us a year's notice and it okay. was something that her and her family were very excited to do. And so as an employer, I definitely wanted to be able to allow that to happen. And so we had 12 months to look at how will we split up her portfolio? How will we manage that? over that time. And look, I think definitely with COVID and how the workspace has changed, it's important that we do have a good work-life balance. And if there's opportunities that staff or anyone within our release brand want to do, if we can make it happen, then it's something that we definitely try to do. Yeah, nice. You look at how you can rather than saying, no, we can't. Yeah, that's right. Now, you mentioned that you've started a sales division because you had so many investors starting to sell. Are you finding most of those properties are selling to sort of first home buyers or have you got investors coming back into the market? Look, we've got a bit of a mixture. We do have people that have purchased them and we've retained the management because they're investors. I'd probably say in our region it's 50-50 at the moment, 50% of, I guess, purchases moving in and then the other 50% are investors. And look, the decision wasn't made lightly. I could just see that the landscape of our industry changes. In Victoria, we've had the gas and electrical safety checks come in last March, as well as the smoke alarms, which were already getting checked. But I could see a lot of cost to owners, whereas knowing very well, a lot of them are just holding on to their properties to demolish at some stage or They had long-term plans to do something and I could just see that having to spend the now requirements, even with minimum standards, if windows don't close or they're not locking, they need to be replaced or changed, the frames. So I could see a lot of people opting to sell and our region is doing very well. We're getting very good prices. And so by bringing in a sales consultant, we were able to hold on to those properties. We're also able to facilitate the sale and offer our clients an extra service. So it's definitely something that has worked well. But we still, I guess, our main focus is property management and providing that expert advice to our clients. So talk to me about the biggest challenges you've faced in your business career. I mean, it's 
hard to believe that you started a business with literally no properties, right? So how did you grow and what were the challenges that you found along the way? Look, we were lucky. We grew by word of mouth in our region and our clients supported us. They could see that it was a startup, it was something new, but we were very driven and loved what we did. So our clients supported us. We had great word of mouth. We didn't have to do a lot of advertising. And then over the years, I think that the main challenges have been ensuring that the service continues, the service standard continues. And our office is continually growing, continually changing. So if you're someone that doesn't like change, our office may not be the right one for yourself, only because at the moment it's not changing that much because we've got pods. But in the early days, we would be doing everything. And so then we looked at someone doing the administration side and then someone doing the leasing side. So there was always something changing, especially when you're growing quickly and trying to oversee that anyone that's working for release, they're providing that service and have the experience that our clients expect. So those are the challenges with just ensuring that if we've got someone speaking to an owner, they provide the experience that our clients would expect, that they're not someone new in the industry, that have actually got the experience and knowledge to be giving advice to our clients. When you're going through that kind of change, because property managers are not known for liking change typically, mm. right? So when you're going through lots of change, how did you facilitate that with your team? How did you kind of get them comfortable with that constantly changing environment? I think that what's important is that they've got the support. And yes, things are changing and portfolio numbers might be going up and might be going down. But if they're going up, it's because you're getting more support or more administration support. If they're going down, it's because we're moving some of the admin back to the property manager. So it's just making sure that they've got a direct line to management or they've got a direct line to someone that is there to help a sounding board. I find that if the support's not there, then that's when people start to become disengaged and then may look for another office to work for because in any facet of life, we all need support. We all need, I guess, help. So we're big on providing help. Even myself, if the phones are ringing, I'll answer the phone. If the general manager will assist with leasing if they have to, it's just we're all a team, so we all need to be able to support each other. Nice. And the future of property management, what are you seeing? We've had a big shift sort of with stuff going offshore and I know a lot of people are bringing things back onshore and starting to use different technology. What are you seeing in your business? Yeah. Look, in my business, and look, everyone has a different opinion of how they run a business and the bottom line and all of that. But what hasn't changed from the day we opened the doors 15 years ago is building relationships with your clients. If the owner is confident with your ability to manage the property, if they're confident with your assistant, if you're not in the office, you've just got to have that confidence and show your clients that it's okay if I'm not in the office for a day because we've got the structure so that their property is being looked after. Yes, you can have people that assist you offshore, etc., but 
we're big on, I guess, just overseeing it so that our clients can contact us at any stage. And it might be via email, it might be via Zoom, it might be in person. Since COVID and everything going online and that, we really started to lose connection with our clients. And so that's something that we've recently changed the way we're structured so that our property managers, otherwise known as investment managers, have a smaller portfolio now because we're wanting them to meet with their owners at the property to do a routine inspection. If they're local, let's get in front of them. If they're coming down because they're interstate, bring them into the office. Let's have a coffee and have a chat to you about your long-term plans. It's all about the relationships that we have lost just due to the climate we've been in. Yeah. I like that you call them investment managers. Yes. I think that the term property manager is not reflective of what it is that we should be doing in this space, right? That's right. And how do you keep your people up to date? Because it's different. Being an investment manager is very different to being a property manager. So how do you keep them up to date with all the things that they should be talking to their landlords about or their investors about? Yeah. It all comes down to training and advancing their skills. So. We like to do training at least once a week with the team. We have a meeting once a week with the team, but it's about what's new. How can we be providing our clients with an extra service? And so management will have a sit down every two weeks, every four weeks, just to say, well, what's new? What can we be giving advice on? So we hold investor nights where we talk about depreciation schedules, where we talk about renovating a lick of paint and a small renovation on a kitchen or a bathroom can do a lot for an investment property. We talk about the safety checks. So it's not just, I guess, collecting the rent and doing a routine inspection. It's more about providing a high-end service to our clients and giving them advice on what's tax deductible. Are Mm -hmm. they looking at purchasing another property? Do they want to grow their portfolio? So We look at find out if you've got equity in your current property and look at purchasing another property. So we also look at if we know our clients are wanting to grow their portfolio, then we can give them advice on properties that are up for sale, what they may rent for, if they're in a good pocket. So it's just evolving and giving our clients more. We're not increasing their management fees, but we're just giving them the extra service that I would expect if I'm dealing with a specialist. Yeah, absolutely. As we come to the end of our podcast, I can never believe how fast the time goes when I do these things. Give me the best advice and the worst advice you've ever been given. Best advice is go with your gut. And I've followed my gut through employing staff to not approving some tenants, renters they're called now. And it served me well over the 15 years. So definitely go with your gut. And worst advice, oh, I don't know, but I just know we touched on it at the start. If if someone says you can't do it or it can't be done, that really makes me think, well, I can do it and I will do it. And I'll look outside the box or the square and work out how it can be done. And I think that's how release initially started. People said, don't do that. Get into sales. It's all about sales, but no, I'll I'll never look back and look forward to what the next 15 years brings. But I don't know if I answered your question. Worst advice? Well, I think you did, actually. 
don't have a property management only focused business, right? That won't work. You can't do that. And clearly you proved them wrong. Yes. So well done you. Thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time. I, um, I really appreciate it. It was lovely to see you again. Yes. Thanks, Leanne. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Courageous Conversations with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agency's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinelitagent.com.